Hello, I'm Dennis. I'm Linda OJ. And welcome to the Next Gen Business Podcast. Let's go. The Next Gen Business Podcast is produced by the Small Business Community Network. Visit them online at www.sbcncanada.org. Hi, Linda. How are you doing this evening? You know what? It's been a really busy day, but I always feel energised when I know I'm going to come on the show with you because you've got that thing about you that really makes me think this is going to be an exciting podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Linda. I always enjoy um, spending the time with you because I know that you're a fount of wisdom. You've got so much experience. And actually, um, on that note, I wanted to talk this week a little bit about networking, because a lot of times I think people take it for granted that they actually know what it actually means and what it involves and what the different types of networking are. And I think since you are an expert in networking, I I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to discuss, first of all, what is uh, a network and what the action of networking involves, and maybe if we have time, go over the different types of networking. So I'll give you an example. When I first moved to Kitchener-Waterloo, I just had this idea that um, I don't really have a network, right? So how would you address that? Someone who believes that they don't have a network. Okay, so you moved to Kitchener to make it your new home and I did that um 29 years ago um but 29 years ago I didn't have a business so it was kind of just getting to know your neighbors and the people in the local stores which believe it or not is networking so I think what you and I had to do because you've done it over time as I've done it um when we decided to start our businesses we had to find people who we had something in common with let me take you back in time if you don't mind so all heard of the Chamber of Commerce, right? So that's been going zillions of years. That started with ordinary business people like you and I. There again, we're not ordinary, are we, Dennis? We're amazing. Um, ordinary people sitting around a kitchen table asking each other how they could help each other. That was the starting of networking for the Chamber of Commerce. Another good example of many, many years ago are the women's organisations. Women got together, they would um, bake, they would knit, they would, you know, give to charity, and those things still happen now. So those were the earlier networking um, kind of organisations, which some of them are still going. So let me ask you then, Dennis, when you moved here, what was the first thing you did when you realised, oh, I don't really know anybody. I haven't got a network. And why did you need a network, Dennis? Well, um, for me, um, a network um, is about um, connecting with other people. Um, um, no one likes to be isolated or no one likes to be feel that they're working um, on their own. And I felt that it was necessary um, for me to connect with other people partly out of practical um, needs, right? I I needed to find out what was going on. I needed to find out where I could go if I needed, say, a particular service 
Um, there are all sorts of suppliers who are connected with the uh, business uh, network here in Kitchener. And then I also needed just to kind of get to know other people and establish friendships. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was I, I realized after a while, though, I do actually have a network, even though I don't have lots of uh, friends here, but I do have a natural network. My family members are part of my network um, and also just like friends that I know from work. Uh, when I first moved here, I moved uh, to do a job as a lecturer at the University of Waterloo, right? And the colleagues that I developed there were part of my network, I quickly re realized. And even people that I interacted with, say, at the local gym or at the local store, they were people I knew and they, people I interacted with uh, on a fairly regular basis. And so they were part of my immediate network, right? And you've hit the nail on the head. So today, networking is a scary word. It really, really is. Especially after COVID, people become lazy, complacent, and just want to sit in front of a screen. But the face-to-face -face networking is so important. But why people are scared of networking, they've been told that you have to cold call. So whether you cold call and you're knocking on somebody's door and saying, will you buy my widget, or whether you're at uh, an organised event, some people think it's all about saying, hi, Dennis, my name's Linda. I've got a brilliant book here. Please buy my book. Well, basically, that's what I call the hard sell. And that has scared many people away from networking in general. So if we think about the essence of networking, Dennis, you've, again, really, really um, explained it well. It's not just about selling. It's about many, many things to do with our personal life and our business life and who we know matters. The problem again arises in the sense that if we don't know where to network, when to network, why we're networking, we can waste a lot of time networking everywhere or nowhere. Right, yeah. That's a that's a very good import, uh, and important point. I, I, I'd also like to pick up on what you said about this idea of... Um, people seeing networking as being like a, a sales opportunity. I, I think pretty much if you take that approach, that pretty much kind of like, pretty much kind of like shuts down the uh, the whole purpose of networking. I don't think it is selling. I don't, I don't feel, um, I feel like it's more about uh, building relationships or um, it's more like a, a long-term thing uh, building a sense of trust or getting people to understand who you are and what you're about uh, do you agree definitely definitely but let's not let's not take away the selling part completely we've got to put this into say two two sides let's say so we've got the people who are really, really in sales, we're all in sales, but we've got the dedicated salespeople who have to sell for their um, organisation. They're an employee. They've been taken on to sell every widget that this company sells. They're dedicated sales. So there's nothing wrong with them selling at a networking event if they choose the right networking event. Um, so they would go to something like the, um, um, uh, what would you call it? 
a referral-based network where basically we have one realtor, um, one a lawyer, um, help me out here, Dennis, name, name some names, people really who can sell to each other and gain referrals from each other. A referral-based network is, is that you have to attend every – it's called Business Network International, wonderful organisation. Uh, you go every week, you take a referral, blah, 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 blah. That's where the real selling goes on in that sense. But then if we look at, say, the Chamber or the Small Business Community Network, our organisation, we have built a great reputation on building relationships, um, helping each other, building trust, and the referrals are more organic. I don't have to say, Dennis, Dennis, you didn't buy anything from me at the last event, please buy my widget. Because you and I met at Kitchener City Hall when you were at another event. Me being me, and I love to chat and talk to strange people, <laughs> I kind of got talking. <laughs> I think we both are. I kind of grabbed you and we got talking on, on your way out. And I think we continued the conversation until we both had a trust. And then we've built a wonderful, a wonderful uh, network just with the two of us, haven't we? But basically... I think people forget the real essence of networking and, and why they should do it or how they should do it, Dennis. Okay, so, so far you've mentioned face-to-face -face, uh, networking. What about uh, online networking? Uh, could you say something about that? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> this, this is my baby. I love networking. Um, basically, there's a lot of um, platforms. Let's call them social media platforms. And there are so many now, I couldn't even go through the list, but I'm sure everybody uh, has heard of LinkedIn. And if they haven't, look up LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is a wonderful, wonderful resource if you know how to use it. So as we network face-to-face -face and we introduce each other and we build a relationship, you can do the same on LinkedIn. You could do the same on Facebook, but I think it's got a bit messy Facebook. So it's more about just having your brand on Facebook. Now, why would you want your brand and why would I call it branding versus networking? Because in order for somebody to find you, you have to have a brand. So I, I say to people, if you can be on Facebook and showcase your brand, that's wonderful. But use LinkedIn to connect to Dennis and then ask Dennis, you know, please can we connect and have a good reason? Because Dennis, it's not about you or I having thousands of connections, and I call them trophies on the wall. It's about us finding connections we have something in common with. Now, if I put you on the spot, could I ask you one of the reasons that you would want to network if you were, say, on LinkedIn virtually with someone, if it wasn't about you selling them a widget, what other reason would you want to connect to someone? Well, uh, I think uh, a lot of it is about uh, having a sense of credibility because having a, a good LinkedIn profile not only lists your various skills, but also your um, your educational back background, if that's relevant, and also your interests in some cases, and also the professional associations uh, you belong to. It presents also um, like a very uh, a curated kind of uh, kind of list of your your work experiences. And so a resume. Yeah, a resume as it were. Yeah, exactly. It's a resume online. But but why? Let's say me, for instance. So let's imagine you are 
on LinkedIn and you want me to connect with you, not because I'm going to engage you to be a voiceover on one of my TV shows, let's say. Um, haven't got a TV show at the moment, but I'm going to get another one soon. No, seriously, why would you connect with me other than to sell me something? What would your reasoning be? I suppose it would be to uh, build up my uh, network, uh, build up uh, a network of um, you know peers who, uh, who are experts in their particular field, um, and um, and also just like having um, having my name out there also as being uh, like a certain professional or having a certain amount of expertise in a particular field. But for the purpose of, of helping the, the listeners, you, you're on the right track. But think about this. We all need a mentor. Mentors. We can network to find a mentor, someone we trust. We can network to find a sponsor. I've had loads of sponsors over the years for my book launches, for my conferences. And networking is about connecting, finding out the information you need, um, people helping us, and people actually... Um, giving their time, say, to be a partner. You may need a partner in your new business. So by building the trust, obviously I always say to people, get a lawyer involved, don't have a you know, a loose partnership because that can lead to tears. So there are more reasons than just selling, which is important, we need to make money. So it could be mentorship, it could be sponsors, it could be you want to partner with somebody. Um, and it could be just basically you want, Linda, could you uh, let me know wh where the best printing place is? I've got some printing to do. And I think this, again, scares people because they think if they, they use the social media platforms as a form of an online resume or to network, that they're just going to be sold to. And that happens, Dennis. And then in that way, I kind of uh, make sure that when somebody wants to connect with me, I look at the profile and then if I think they're kosher and they are, you know, a real person, not just a bot or something, I will ask them, I would love to know why you want to connect with me and how can I be of assistance? If they say, well, I want you to buy my widget immediately, in the olden days, it used to be quite mean. <laughs> say, that, that's so rude. You don't even know me. You're selling to a strange. But now I say, I give them a chance. Let's get to know each other. I may never be your client, or I may be able to refer people to you and make introductions, but not until I've built the trust, Dennis. Yeah, I think that's uh, important. I've I've actually had that experience of people suddenly sending me this message out of the blue, and I don't know this person from Adam. And, um, you know, I, I, I like to keep an open mind, so I accept their invitation. And then the next message I get from them is, oh, are you interested in this service? And it's like, you know, it's a bit annoying. It is. Not. Unfortunately, as well, um, there are people out there who are looking for love. They're looking for their partner. For the message for everybody out there, anybody who's listening, they're on dating sites. Please don't come on LinkedIn. I make it very clear from the beginning. Um, my posts include posts for both of my businesses and also health and wellness. And so often you'll see a photo of me with my husband at a, an event or me with my daughter and my grandson. So if anybody then, you know, comes looking at me thinking we're going to have a relationship of that kind, I must think they're dumb. I'm sorry to say that, but I mean, they're not looking at what 
you see, it's very important, Dennis, to see what people are doing on those networks. Imagine if you're in a networking event face-to-face with people, in person, at a location. You observe the other people. You can see what they're doing. You can see how they um, interact with each other. You can see if they are listening to your conversation. You can see if they are bored. Whereas it's a little bit more difficult, isn't it, when you're virtual? So um, you can observe what people are posting on LinkedIn and the other social networks. And that makes me realise I can't connect with everybody, Dennis. I cannot be build a relationship with, gosh, I think I've got about, I don't know, thousands. I've got thousands of people now on LinkedIn and they can learn from my posts and I can introduce some people if they ask me, but I can't build those trusted relationships with all those people. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. I have to say, Linda, when you were recounting that uh, experience of yours of people looking for love, I, I've never encountered that problem. Ah, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question is, Dennis, are you looking for it? Because if you are, I'm good at um, what do they call it? Setting up blind dates. I've done, I've done that. I've matched mate for no, I'm only, I'm only joking. Um, it is funny, isn't it? Because um. It depends also, I think, um, how, how much your brand is out there. You know, let's imagine somebody's really quiet on LinkedIn. They're not posting much stuff, whereas I'm a busy, you know, I post a lot of stuff. So I think it kind of nudges some people. Oh, she's a female. <laughs> I mean, I could be completely wrong. What I say to anybody, don't let them that put you off networking in any way. I mean, it can happen, you know, the in-person networking as well. I mean, it's never happened to me because my husband's always there. But I, I always say to people, always say straight away, this is about business. I'm not looking for a relationship of that kind. And then be very firm with them because otherwise it encourages them, doesn't it? What do you think about the younger generation's networking um, habits? Do you think that you know, the generation that's not us that are just coming out of college and university, really young people. Do you think they are going to enjoy in-person networking, Dennis, or do you think they prefer the virtual? Um, I get the impression that um, the virtual is kind of like almost something that comes as second nature to them. And so the, the, the face-to-face side might be more of a challenge, right? That's my impression. Uh, the rules have changed. Uh, since, well, even before COVID, I think there were some generational changes happening, but COVID changed everything, right? And so, you know, I do think that there are going to be some issues. Uh, that actually might be an idea for a later podcast. The idea um, we could be talking about, uh, we could talk about uh, the future, what we think the future of networking might be. Yeah, that would be a very interesting topic. We, we do get some students sent to the SBCN events and they enjoy it. And I always hope that they will come back because if you've made the effort to meet somebody face-to-face, follow-up is very important, you know, after you've networked. We're also building that relationship, but you are quite right, and um, a lot of people agree with you and I. We think that, you know, the virtual Instagram and, and, you know, platforms like that are probably going to be more popular, which it's a shame, you know, because I think it's very difficult to kind of 
build the trusted relationship. Like, I know you, Dennis, I trust you. But if I didn't know you, you know, it's very unclear whether I can trust you because I could say something like, you know, um, well, have you been in your business very long? And you say yes. And I, I can't really see into your eyes. Look into my eyes. <laughs> you know the way when you're looking at somebody straight in the face, it's more difficult. And so then you say, yeah, I want to sell you my whatever it is you want to sell me, but you've got to send me the money now. I'd, I'd be less trusting when it was a virtual thing then I would go away and I would search for you online to see if you did have a brand and if you were kosher but I still don't think I'd rush into anything at all purchasing anything from someone whereas when we meet in person and you're consistently attending the same networking events with other people you get to know everybody and you know if they are kosher or not it, it's a this virtual thing is a bit dicey for me you know no i agree i think it's um uh, it is dicey for i think for everyone no matter what generation they belong to because as time has gone by i think the the scams or the the various ways in which people can misrepresent themselves have grown much more and more sophisticated um you know i'm sure you've heard of things like deep fake you know deep fake uh, photography and um, you know fake websites um, I'm sure you've experienced this thing where you um, get this strange uh, message on your phone or you get a, um, yeah, like a voice message or even a text message telling, uh, announcing that there's some kind of issue with your um, social insurance number or with you, one of your accounts and can you please uh, phone this number and rectify it and of course you know it's a it's a scam you, you know like you contact them and they have some foreign accent and they're obviously in a different country on on the other side of the planet but you know but where networking is concerned what i have noticed is that people who are not actually very good at what they do let's imagine we're looking for a plumber and i meet a plumber at a virtual event you know and then um, he doesn't really know anybody else at the virtual event. It's very, very difficult, you know, to um, kind of have a private conversation with that person, like a one-on-one, -on -one. whereas if we were in an event in person, we'd walk to one side and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I could ask the questions that I don't like to ask when there's, say, 10 other people on the screen. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that does. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know, it's a great conversation, Dennis. Thank you for coming up with it. Um, what would you, because you're the wise one, as, a, as um, you know, I like to call you my professor, you're the wise one. What would you offer as a little bit of advice to the next generation of whether it's small business owners or people who want to, you know, work in the corporate? What advice would you give them about networking? Maybe two little tips. Well, um, one big tip which was given uh, to me um, a while ago and which I think actually has many ways in which you can apply it is a person told me, when you're networking, try not to think about yourself. Try not to go in with this idea that it's all about you. Go in with this mindset of how can I help this person that I'm interacting with? 
And if you, you know, if you go to a networking event with that mindset, it kind of changes everything. You know, you're not pressured into thinking, oh yeah, I have to sell myself or my brand. You, you see yourself more as making connections. That's a great tip. Have you got any more before we leave? <laughs> uh, the other one is, I suppose, um, for me, um, I should say, number one, I, I, I'm an introvert. I, I'm a very sort of private, um, sort of quiet person. And then number two, um, because of the nature of my particular skill set, um, I'm what might be called a creative in the sense that my my particular business services are focused on creating content of some sort, right, or creating a kind of uh, uh, a service for some uh, for uh, people, right. And so, I've had to learn the value of networking because my impulse is, oh, you know, I don't really want to attend this event. It's not really me. You know, they they won't really get me. Um, I, th- I suppose the, so connected with that, the advice that I would give connected with that is to keep the faith. Keep on trying to go to uh, these events because it is a long-term thing. It's a long-term process. It's about, um, yeah, and yeah long-term investment yeah yeah and you never know Dennis let's imagine you or I at an event and we we don't want to purchase something you know big clients for each other for whatever reason but if you do the long-term relationship like you've just suggested I don't know who you know. People are amazed when they realise who I know. I know, you know, people of all demographics. I don't just talk to people who are motivational speakers or authors or really people who enjoy networking. And I love going to events where I know nothing about the topic, say a techie event, you know, and the founders talking about why he started his techie company because it offers us a chance to see, well, we may be in a different business, but that's how they did it. But again, networking is all about education. And uh, sadly, we have to say um, goodbye from me, even though it's been a wonderful, wonderful um, chat tonight. Yes, and uh, goodbye from me. I've really enjoyed our chat, Linda. And I look forward to our next one. Thanks for listening. Check us out at www.nextgenbusinesspodcast.com.